It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio Tuesday, December 6th. Happy St. Nicholas Day. Scooter's here with me. Do you... uh? You do St. Nick's? Did you do your? Did your parents? Did they do St. Nick's when you were a kid? When I was a kid, yes. But it's been a good while since we've had. A I'm Saint 59 Nick's years old. I got up and I had a bag of miniature Milky Ways. Sweet. My wife's the best. And I had no idea, no idea why they were there. And a Jersey <laughs> Mike's gift card. Wow. And I was like, uh, she had gone. She had to leave town for the day. Hey, what's this all about? Why is there? a bag of Milky Ways, and a Jersey Mike's gift card on my chair. And I still had no idea until she called me on her way to Lexington about 9.30 and said, uh, hey, did you get your St. Nick's gift? Oh, yeah, I did. Thank you. I didn't get you anything, dear. <laughs> it was in and your chair, said, not in a stocking? No, it was just in my chair. Just a loose bag of miniature Milky Ways and a Jersey Mike's gift card. Hmm. Beautiful. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. We'll talk about sports today. 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. That number is 414 1450. Don't forget, you can get your free breakfast on Thornton's right now. Free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or a steak and egg burrito, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, plus any fountain drink, fizz freeze, tea, or 20 ounce bottled soda. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member, download the app, register today, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The clock is ticking. We are waiting to hear from any Brom. We'll take any Brom, right? We'll take Jeff. We'll take Greg. We'll take Brian. We'll take Oscar, Donna, Kim. Any of the Brahms want to chime in here? Because Cardinal fan is is looking for something fun. This is a great distraction from basketball. It's a great distraction. I was in the arena Sunday when the Miami Hurricanes beat the Cards 80-53. to Dare I say it wasn't that close. Me and about 5,000, maybe 6,000 of my favorite people were there. That's it? Yeah, I was bad. It was bad. Bad performance. Hey, the people that were there were cheering. All right, this fan base is still uh, passionate, but this is a great distraction. It's a good distraction, and if you get Jeff Brown within the next three or four days, it's a great distraction. All, all over Twitter this morning, oh, press conference tomorrow, Louisville holding a press conference to introduce Jeff Brown. There is no factual evidence that that's the case. But you know what? We lap it up. We look at Twitter and we're like, oh, what else? Who said this? Who said that? A report from a Purdue media member saying Brom is telling the team today that he's leaving for Louisville. Then I get a picture from a recruit, a Purdue recruit, in his living room with his arm around Brian Brom in a Purdue uniform, in a Purdue uh, pullover. They're on the recruiting trail. That's what they have to do. And then Josh Hurd at his presser says, we're not going to pay $8, 9000000 million for a coach. 
He didn't say like Kentucky just did. He just said, we're not going to pay $8, 9 $10 million. And I respect that. Good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to. There is a good coach out there, a really good coach, who will do it for a lot less. Now, I don't know what the number is for Jeff Brom, but keep this in mind. The first time when he stayed at Purdue, he had been there, I think, a year, maybe two, when he was offered the Louisville job. He was lowballed. He was lowballed by U uh, of L because they thought his allegiance to the university, his allegiance to his hometown, would overcome the lack of coin they were willing to part with. They were wrong. They were wrong. And Jeff Brom stayed at Purdue, and the excuse was, look, I made a commitment at Purdue. I haven't been here long enough to turn it around, so I'm not going to leave. That's fine and dandy. You can say whatever you want. But the truth of the matter was they lowballed him. And had they come with a legitimate offer for what he thought he was worth and what I'm guessing the fan base thought he was worth, he would have been the Louisville head coach for the last five years and not Scott Satterfield. The university has a chance for a redo here. You don't get a whole lot of chances to make up for your mistakes. And the Louisville Athletic Department has a chance to make up for their mistakes. It doesn't matter what the number is. Josh Hurd can say, we're not going to pay 8, 9, 10. If Jeff Brom says you're going to pay 8, then you're going to pay eight to get him here. You may not have it in the coffers right now. It's there. You can find it. There are plenty of people who have supported the football program at Louisville for years that will come up with money to allow Jeff Brom to be the, the next great hope for Louisville football. Time is right. And the time is right again. You don't say that very often. The time was right five years ago. The time was right three years ago when Scott Satterfield was flirting with South Carolina. And the time is right now. In fact, the time will never not be right to bring in Jeff Brom. But here's a guy who won a Big West championship, division title, was in the Big Ten championship game, has his team in the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd against LSU. He's beaten three top five opponents since he's been at Purdue. Three. He was 3-0 and against top five opponents until they lost to Michigan last week or this past weekend. He can demand $8 million. He probably won't. I know Greg, I know Jeff, that's not who they are. It's not who they are, plain and simple. He wants fair market value? Yes, absolutely, and he deserves it. And he probably deserves a little more to come back to Louisville. Give him whatever he asks for. Because whatever it is, it won't be too much. And you can be the athletic director at Louisville and say we're not going to pay $8 million. Are you going to pay six? Are you going to pay seven? Because if you're going to pay six or seven to somebody else, then you need to pay eight to Jeff Brown. Plain and simple. 
Dion Branch will coach the Louisville Cardinals in the Fenway Bowl a week from Saturday. Dion Branch, good dude. Good dude. Met him, talked to him. He's a good dude. And I said this yesterday. Whatever you do for these kids on this trip to Boston, let them have fun. Let them have fun. They've earned it. This team was 7-5. and five. They, had a, they played great defense throughout the year. They beat Central Florida in Orlando. They beat a, a top 10 at the time ranked Wake Forest team. Beat a good Pittsburgh team at home. Yes, they lost to Kentucky. Yes, they weren't very competitive in that game. Clemson, same thing. Syracuse, beginning of the year, remember that? You wanted Satterfield out then because it was Syracuse. We found out, hey, you know what, Syracuse is not too bad. We found out along the way. These kids deserve to have some fun. Their coach bolted on a Zoom call. He texted his assistants who were out on recruiting trips to let them know, I'm not the head coach at Louisville anymore. It's a bad, bad taste, bad way to leave. Documented that yesterday. It's a bad way to leave. And Louisville football has a history with coaches leaving poorly. Bobby Petrino with notes on the lockers. Charlie Strong didn't meet with his team. John L. Smith, uh, the news breaks in the middle of a bowl game. Yikes. Louisville has a history of this. Were they at least handwritten letters on the lockers? Bobby Petrino's, I think, was just a note uh, and then Xerox copies of that note. He did have time to go to the Xerox machine. Seems a little more genuine than a text. Or a uh, Zoom. Long, long form handwritten, you mean? Yeah. I guess. I guess. It was it was a bad it was middle of the season though, Scooter. It's a little different. It wasn't mm-hmm. end of the season, the year's over. It was middle of the season. I'm gonna go join Michael Vick and the Falcons. Not good. So these kids in my this is my view, deserve to have a lot of fun. Take them up to Boston, let them go out, do stuff, see things in the big, big metro- metropolis that is Boston, Massachusetts. Have fun. Practice. Have fun at practice. I don't know how many of these guys are going to go, how many are going to jump in the transfer portal. There are 3,900 names in the transfer portal. Think about that. Is that real? That's a real number? I didn't know there were 3,900 football players Holy in America. smokes. It's incredible. I don't know. There, there, there's going to come a day when a team can't play in a bowl game because all their guys are in the transfer portal. <laughs> it's going to happen. So have fun. Deion Branch, the right guy. Take him up there, have a little fun. He's going to be positive. He's going to have a smile on his face all the way. And by the way, Deion Branch is a New England Patriot legend. He was a Super Bowl MVP in a Patriots uh, title year. Think about that. Now he's going to Boston, to Fenway. They love Deion Branch in, in Boston, in the Northeast, in the New England Clam Chowder area. They love Deion Branch. Great choice by Josh Hurd. Probably didn't have a lot of choices, but this was a good one. And the deflection from basketball right now is good for the fan base. Good for the fan base. Mark Stoops is still looking for an offense coordinator. 
you get the feeling here that Stoops is waiting for Liam Cohen to say no. Liam, please come back. Had a great year last year. You go back to the Rams. Everybody knows Sean McVay's calling the plays in L.A. You don't have anything to do with with play calling or game planning for the Rams. And by the way, the Rams are three and nine. A couple of assistants have already left for other jobs, collegiate jobs. So the Rams are already looking forward to next year. Mark Stoops is basically waiting for Liam Cohen to say yes or no. He says yes, congratulations, come on back. Let's uh, let's run it back together, have another great year next year. If he says no, Stoops says he's got a list of people. So we'll see. Do you think the decision by Cohen is contingent on what quarterback they bring in perhaps? Or Maybe. does that not matter? I, I I tend to lean toward it doesn't matter. Because you're going to get to pl- call the plays. Mark Stoops is a defensive coach. You are going to get to be the offensive coordinator and call the plays, like you did last year. And it was a tremendous season for Kentucky last year, 10 wins. Didn't go as well this year. Scangarello got one chance. I guess he flubbed it. He's out. Don't take into account injuries and things like that. But you're out. Uh, Kentucky will play New Year's Eve, Music City Bowl in Nashville. By the way, same time as Kentucky-Louisville basketball. It's horrible. Yikes. It's different this year because if you're a Kentucky fan, what are you going to watch and slash go to? Are you going to have an opportunity to go to the Louisville-Kentucky game in Rupp Arena or the Music City Bowl? Which one are you choosing to go to? I would say Music City Bowl. See, I would say the basketball game because there's not that many years where you get to see your team beat Louisville by 40. But why do you want to – who cares to see that? No, it's, it's your rival. It's, it's sort of a foregone conclusion. That's so enjoyable, though, and, and just thank your rival. Thing. Here's the other thing. And I, I don't want to throw shade on anybody here, but I'm going to. And that's what I do. I'm a say next guy. Everybody knows it. Have been for 40 years. I went to a playoff game, a district tournament game against Collegiate, all right? And my friend Tony Burke, also a St. X guy, was not there. So I called him. Why aren't you at this game? And he said to me something I'll never forget. John, the reason I'm not at that game is the only thing that can happen is bad. If you win by 40, you're supposed to win. It's Collegiate. No offense, but if you lose, you don't want to see it. That's the Kentucky-Louisville game this year. If you win by 30 points, you're supposed to, okay? But if, by a crazy chance, all the stars align incorrectly for Kentucky and you lose that game, do you really want to be there if you're a Kentucky fan? I mean, that's just not going to happen. Well, I said that back in – 2000 and I don't remember what year it was, 2010 when St. X was playing Collegiate. I said the same thing. Well, that's not going to happen. But Collegiate ended up winning? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the point I'm making here. You never know. You think you know. Usually you do know. But you don't always know. I would choose Music City Bowl. Even though, you know, it's it's Iowa. 
You might fall asleep in the second quarter. Uh, the over-under is 12. That's not a real number. <laughs> 33 and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> might as well be 12. Enough said. It might as well yeah. be 12. Or what are you doing if you're sitting home on your couch and you have one television? Kentucky, Music City Bowl, Kentucky-Louisville basketball. Because both are boring. It, first, At first look, both are very, very boring. All right. About to get to Tampa Bay, uh, and you know Tom Brady. He's he's the greatest. He's sixty-two years old. It's unbelievable. I'm just throwing numbers out today. <laughs> he's sixty-two, and another come from behind fourth quarter improbable win last night for the Buccaneers. The Saints did something to the bed last night, late in that game. I can't say it. We don't have a delay anymore, so I can't say what they did. Um. We'll talk some bowl games. The net rankings are out every day. We'll get to that. Baseball signings. The winter meetings just started, and they are hot and heavy. Guys are changing teams on an hourly rate. We'll talk to that and also recap the weekend, which we didn't get to do yesterday because of the Satterfield news. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Tuesday. <sighs> Just waiting for the press conference. It's a waiting game. And I and I said this yesterday, and I asked Rick uh, Rick Bozich, what happens if by Friday, Saturday at the latest, we have no news? He said that's not a good sign. And I agree. This is something that should be done quickly and quietly. And look, Butch Beard and Jerry Eve should have no input here. This is football. They had input. A lot of input, a lot of opinions on the basketball coach. I haven't seen Butch Beard at a basketball game yet. He was adamant. Had to be a person of color, and it had to be Kenny Payne. Got to do the right thing here. Jerry Eves, to his credit, I've seen him at a couple of games. I've been to all but one of the home games. Four of the five home games I've been to. And I've seen Jerry at at least a couple. Haven't seen Butch Beard yet. We don't need a search committee. Don't need any input from anybody. Now, if it's not Jeff Brom, then maybe you do need some input. Maybe you do need a search committee. I'll volunteer to be that search committee. Give me a hundred grand. I'll go find you a coach. That's what they paid the search committee to find Kenny Payne. I'll do it for 50. I'll do it for 20. You can have it. Yeah. Not worth the headache. 20,000? <laughs> I'll be glad to go find you a new head football coach. <sighs> It'll probably be, probably be Brian Brown. I'll probably go with the Brown. I'll just stick with the Brown name. <laughs> but if it's not Jeff Brown by this weekend, it's, something's wrong. You know, the gears have been messed up here. This should be quick and easy. How much do you want? Okay. That's it. There's one question. Do you want the job? If so, how much do you want? 
whatever number you just said, we agree. Sign here. The net rankings are out, college basketball. It's a slow college basketball week in Kentucky because UK went to London. They beat Michigan 73-69 on Sunday. They're off till Saturday. The Yale Bulldogs come to Rupp Arena. Be careful what you wish for. Yale is 8-1. and 8-1, and one, Scooter. That's they will they will slope they will Bellarmine you to death with more talent than Bellarmine. Doesn't scare me if I'm a Kentucky fan. Oh, uh, okay. All right. And Louisville is off until uh, Florida State. They go to Tallahassee on Saturday. I don't know if it's good to be off if you're Louisville. I don't know what those practices are like. Lethargic. But you, you got six days to try to figure something out here. Indiana will play Nebraska tomorrow. I told I tried to tell Scooter on Friday. You did. Hey, look, you beat Carolina. That's a good win. That's a not, terrific win. Not anymore. You you <laughs> you blew them out. They've lost four straight now. You see, they're the earliest uh, number one team to start the season to not be in the top twenty-five. The that, er- earliest that's ever. They happened. earned it. <laughs> they lost it, Virginia. Now Virginia Tech's eight and one. All right. I don't know the schedule, but eight and one's eight and one. Just like motor oil is motor oil. Virginia Tech was the fourth straight team to beat North Carolina. But at the time, that's a good win for for Indiana. And at the end of the year, when you're looking at net rankings, that's going to be a good win against North Carolina. They're going to get better. Carolina's going to get better. they got too much talent. But that's a good win. But the warning was, you win that game, it's a whiteout, the place is going nuts, you've got former players back, you got Dickie V in the building. Oh, baby, it's crazy. You're going on the road in the conference against an unranked team. That's pretty good, by the way. Recipe for disaster. And when the spread went to three, I went, oh, Vegas knows what's going on here. And they did. Indiana puts up 48. Uninspiring effort. Race Thompson was awful. Jordan uh, uh, Hood Shafino did not play. I say that right? Jalen hood I'm never going to get that right. <laughs> Jordan Geronimo. He, uh, hood Shafino doesn't play, who I, I love. I love his talent, and I love his uh, his game. See, if I'd have known he wouldn't have played, though, I wouldn't have bet that game. Because he's he really is one of the straws that stirs our drink. I wonder how long he's going to be there. I mean, I, not not transfer portal, but yeah. head to the league. Oh, they, They've said – if we get him for one year, it'd be awesome. He's, he's yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. But they missed him. And, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is still Trace Jackson Davis. And just like last year, got to get some help. Got to get some help. And he didn't get a lot of help this weekend. And this game tomorrow, Nebraska, you saw what Nebraska did this week. I did, yeah. At Creighton, interstate rivalry, intrastate rivalry, in Omaha on Creighton's home floor. Nebraska goes in and wins. Creighton was ranked seventh at the time, I believe. So, strap it on. Thank goodness it's in Assembly Hall. I, I certainly, and I'll, I'll give you my pick tomorrow, but I certainly think they'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason to think Mike Woodson's not going to have this team. Look, you can do everything you want as a coach, but when you're ten and zero, or seven and zero, or six and zero. 
and you're walking around campus and you just beat North Carolina and everybody's telling you how great you are, 17, 18-year-old kids, this is what you get. This is what you get. You go on the road and get bounced. And, I mean, they got bounced. That game was over fairly early. Awful. Actually, it was Indiana had a lead with, like, five minutes left. But you knew. Yeah. You knew. Caleb McConnell, those guys, those uh, McConnell's the guy I talked about on the show. Those guys were, they know what it is to beat Indiana. They know what it is, and they know what it takes, and they've done it six or seven times in a row now. Quite a few. But I do think Indiana will bounce back tomorrow night. So the net rankings are out. Yesterday, Kentucky was 42nd. They, I love the net rankings because they come out every day. And you, there's, there is a formula to them, but it feels like there's no rhyme or reason. Kentucky didn't play. They moved up to 40th. Indiana didn't play. They dropped from 10th to 12th overnight. West Virginia stayed number 11. Texas jumped from 12 to 10, and Texas didn't play. But what happens is somebody that Texas did play, that Texas did beat, that team beat somebody else. It was a quad one or a quad two victory, and all of a sudden things get jumbled and teams get moved around. Louisville, by the way, 360. There are literally three teams behind Louisville. Two of them you have never heard of. Uh, Houston, what was it? Houston Houston Christian. Christian. Houston Christian and Hartford are two of the teams behind Louisville. Uh, Florida A&M is a future Louisville opponent. They're 357. Louisville is 360. (laughs) So give me three points for the home game. That's a push. (laughs) That's a push. Um, Lipscomb is one that I looked at during the break, and I said to Scooter, well, Louisville's can beat Lipscomb. And he said, what would you say? I said no shot. And so I said, well, I'm going to search this on the net ranking to see where Lipscomb is. They're 116. That's 244 <laughs> spots above UFL. Uh, I was told there would be no math. Houston <laughs> is number one. They're 8-0. Um, I question Houston's viability. I think they're a good team. Obviously, Kelvin Sampson can coach. They've got talent. They haven't played anybody. Uh, they got North Florida tonight. So the content- they will continue to not play anybody. So we're not going to – Houston's 32 tonight, by the way. You giving? You taking. Man, I saw it at 30 and a half this morning. North Florida's awful. I, I agree, I, but I Houston take, doesn't score a lot of points. That's true. They play great defense. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. Defense will win you a lot of games when your offense doesn't show up. But if their offense shows up, they're going to win by 50. Tough call. Number two is UConn, three Purdue, four Tennessee, five Mississippi State. Wow. Now they're 8 0. The schedule hasn't been egregiously good. But again, 8 0 is still 8 0. Tennessee 7 1. They lost to Colorado in Nashville. Maryland is sixth. They're undefeated. They will go to Wisconsin tonight, by the way. Uh, Wisconsin, one and a half. That is a big, that is an ESPN2 game, actually, a Big Ten. Uh, that's a big early season Big Ten game. Seven is, uh, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. Out of the whack, number seven, Sam Houston. What? They're four and one. So they've only played five games. 
Eight is Virginia, nine is Alabama, ten is Texas. Kentucky is sixth among SEC schools. How about that? Eleven, West Virginia, twelve, Indiana, thirteen, Illinois, fourteen, UCLA. We uh, keep looking down the list here. Duke is at number 18. Arkansas is 21. Iowa's 22. Iowa-Duke tonight in the Jimmy V Classic. It's the late game in Madison Square Garden. That's a pretty good matchup. The early game is Illinois-Texas. Um, both those games on ESPN. Texas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, neutral site here, against Illinois. I like the Illini tonight. I'm going to give that one out. I already told Scooter these, so this is old news to him. He's too busy watching Morocco soccer right now. Penalty kicks, baby. And uh, the 9-30 game tonight, Iowa and Duke. The Hawkeyes are 6-1. and one. The Blue Devils are 8-2. and two. Duke is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Blue Devils to roll the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight. So there you go. A couple of picks for you. By the way, bowl games coming up. They start, I don't know, tomorrow. I don't know when they start. I've got a list. I wrote them all down because I was going to talk about them yesterday, and then Scott Satterfield quit. Uh, first bowl game is Friday the 16th. Two of them that day, the Bahamas Bowl, Miami of Ohio against UAB, and the Cure, C-U-R-E, I can, I can never say that word, the Cure Bowl, Troy, former U.K. assistant John Summerall, uh, coach of the year in his conference. They're 11-2, and two, by the way, against Texas San Antonio, who's 11-2. and two. That's a fun game. But anyway, my point is going to be this. With the transfer portal going on, Scooter, tell me how you feel about this. With, with 3,000 kids in the transfer portal, you don't know who's going to be playing in these games, who's not going to be playing. A lot of them you don't know who the coaches are going to be. I'm just going to take points in every game, bowl game. I'm going to bet $20 on every bowl game and just take the points. In almost, I'm not going to say every bowl game, but almost every bowl game, I'm going to take the number. Hmm. What kind of, what, tell me what the philosophy there, if good or bad. And, and again, I'm saying almost because if there's something that catches my eye and, you know, it looks like you have to take the favorite, maybe I will. Well, here's the, Vegas is smart. Here's the deal with gambling, John, and you know as well as I do. You got to trust your gut. And if that's what your gut's telling you my to gut, do, then my, do it. My gut's never right. It doesn't matter. It's got to be right eventually. Right. I got Illinois and Duke tonight. If you're smart, you're going to go bet Texas and Iowa. You know it, and I know it. I mean, I'm not. I was this, the unsponsored six pack was zero for six. Wolf. Now, my advice on this show: you can we can track it. You can go to SoundCloud and listen to the old shows. I tell you every day, every week, if not every day, bet against me. Bet against me. Boy, you could have cleaned up this weekend. <laughs> could have cleaned up. LSU, kick a field goal. You're not going to win the game. Just kick the field goal. Let me get out of here with a W. TCU. TCU ran, the quarterback ran all over Kansas State. And in overtime, they're at the half-yard line, third and goal, and they hand it off twice. Quarterback Max Duggan, who's going to the Heisman ceremony, by the way, doesn't get a chance to run the football. Man, I hadn't watched him play prior to that game Something on else, Saturday. Right? Yeah, he's really good. Saturday he got the invite. That's when he got invited. Because it's going to be Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, Max Duggan, and who else did I see? 
Surely not Bryce Young, right? No. Uh, uh, oh, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Boy, we forget about Stetson Bennett. He is such an afterthought. And he won, he won the national championship last year. His team is number one in the country again. He's not the best player on his team. But if it wasn't for Stetson Bennett, would Georgia be A, defending national champions, or B, undefeated and number one in the country this year? I'd be surprised. But Max Duggan may not have been invited had he not had the game that he had in a losing effort Saturday against Kansas State. So I had TCU, LSU, Carolina. Yikes. 39 to 10. By the way, your TCU bet should have hit because it hit. they I don't I just don't understand at the end of regulation they have what 38 seconds and two timeouts but they opt to take the knee and go to overtime. Like that's I just don't understand that mindset. Well, they have momentum. They've just tied it on the two-point conversion. They've got the they've got Uncle Mo on their side. Uh, which they think oh, will carry that into the overtime. We don't want to make a mistake in our own territory. That's true. And give Kansas State a chance to win it in regulation. So I got that. Uh, I just didn't get the play calls in the overtime, the last two. And then I had the Ravens. Lamar gets hurt. Minus eight and a half. They beat Denver by one. I have Atlanta plus one against Pittsburgh. I know Steeler fan told me, oh, that's a loss. Try telling that's, you. That's, that's going to be a loss. That's like that. You're my equivalent to your Rutgers. You were right. And the Chiefs, who had won 26 straight games in November and December. What does it take for them to lose in December? Me betting on them. <laughs> there you go. It, it really is that simple. So 0 for 6, which makes me 40 up, 46 down, four ties on the season. It's going to be hard to get back to 500 now. Yeah. Because this week, the only – College game is Army Navy, so I got to pick five pro games. That's. Oof. Did you see the over under for that Army Navy game? Uh, no, but I did see a stat. I wish I'd have, I'd have took a picture of it on my phone. I think it's twenty six straight unders in that game. It's only thirty three this year. Twenty six straight unders. <laughs> if you had bet a hundred dollars the first year that that started on the under and carried it over every year, you would have over $3 million. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? <laughs> 26 straight unders in that series. Now, both teams are going to run the wishbone. Both teams are going to run the football. The clock's going to go tick, 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 tick. But 33, do you not have to bet over? I mean, Army's un- Army unders have screwed me at least two times a season. I saw one game earlier this year. It was 32 and a half. It was Iowa and I think Minnesota. That was 31 and a half. It was in Minnesota? Yeah, it was, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Lowest, to- lowest total ever in a college it, football and game. And it went under. It did, with ease. That's <sighs> what See, Big, Big Al would thing. tell you to do. As, uh, Big Al Fish would say, if you don't bet over, you're dumber than a bag of hammers. <laughs> because... And the feeling of betting an under for me, I hate betting unders. Same. The feeling of betting an under is I can be out of this at the end of the first quarter. I can be out of it. But if it's 0-0, you're not necessarily still going to get the under. All right, I got to take a break. I'm way past break time. Come back with more. Uh, Some baseball news. The signings are... Wild and crazy, and I'll check Twitter to see if we got a press conference anytime soon to announce a new Louisville football coach. I doubt it.
listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Go! Scooter's in heaven over there. Morocco just beat Spain in penalty kick. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Spain out of the World Cup. See, see ya. As John Sterling would say. Or Michael Kay on the Yankee Network. See ya. Spain gone. So a big upset here. Huge. I don't know. I, again, I said this yesterday. I'll see you in four years, soccer. <laughs> when the World Cup is on American soil and it actually means something. Yeah, I know. All right, Texter said, and by the way, text line is still open, 414-1450, 502-414-1450, sponsored by Thornton's. Texter said, John, as a poster retiree, I'm shocked you forgot about the mailman. I don't know what he's talking about. That makes two of us. So, Texter, please tell me what you mean by that. I, I don't know. I'm going to get the mailman a Christmas gift. I always do. Do you? Well, my wife does. She's a postal retiree as well. What should she get them? Like gift uh, card? Gift card or cash. You know, they love cash. Yeah. Those carriers, man. You give them, oh, that's nice. They went to a whole lot of trouble to fill up a box of homemade candy for me. No, I'd rather have $20. <laughs> All right, uh, baseball news. Winter meetings started yesterday. And we already had some signings earlier, uh, late last week. Jose Abreu went to Houston from the White Sox. Clayton Kershaw re-signed for one year with the Dodgers. So it's been underway, but, man, it got a little crazy in the last couple of days. Uh, Jacob DeGrom over the weekend signed five years, $185 million with the Texas Rangers. He leaves the Mets. Now, look, his he's won a couple of Cy Youngs there, but he's injured a lot. So five years, 185 I think the Mets said, ah, we're not going to do that. You're always hurt. When he pitches, he's great, but he doesn't pitch enough. Does he pitch enough to warrant five years, 185? Well, the Rangers think so. Texas got something going there. They got Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon to be their shortstop and second baseman last offseason. They're going after pitching now. They're, they're, They're formidable. Okay, They have an opportunity here to be formidable in a really good division. The Mariners made the playoffs last year. Uh, the Astros won the World Series. It's a really good division. Tough division to be competitive in. Speaking of the Mariners, they traded Jesse Winker yesterday. Winker is now a Milwaukee Brewer back in the National League Central. I don't know what it means. I love Winker when he played for the Reds. He interacts with the fans. He's a lot of fun. Last year in uh, in Seattle, he charged the opposing team's dugout, which was not a smart move. I think it was the Angels. Uh, but Jesse Winker, fun to watch. Not a great outfielder. He'll, he'll hit you some bombs. I think he had a tough year at the plate last year overall. But uh, Milwaukee traded Hunter Renfro, so Winker going to slide right into right field in Milwaukee. And he'll be playing the Reds a lot. So there you go. Uh, the Mets, okay, they lose DeGrom. They pick up Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander. Now, Verlander's 39. He'll be 40 before the season starts. So what do you give him? Two years, $86 million. 
So the question, I guess, is if you're the Mets, would you rather have Jacob deGrom, multiple Cy Young Award winner, five years, $185 million, or Justin Verlander, multiple Cy Young Award winner at 40 years old here, and he just won the Cy Young, by the way, two years, $86 million. Isn't that contingent on a third year as well? Uh, I believe it's a player-slash-team player option. option. Yeah. I think they both yeah. are going to have an option. Because when you're 42, if I'm I'm the team, I'm going, i got to have an option here. Mm-hmm. No, um, we're not in the Nolan Ryan days anymore. No, no, he's not. Nolan Ryan would kick the pitching coach, uh, kick the manager off the mound. <laughs> you're not taking me out. And the manager would say, okay. manager didn't even go to the mound for Nolan Ryan. He would look out there and say, can I come get you? No, stay where you're at. <laughs> okay, I'll stay where I'm at. But Justin Verlander just won the Cy Young Award. He he is one. And, and look, he was injured in the last off season, the end of the season before, and the entire off season. But when he's healthy, which is most of the time, he goes out there and gives you innings. Even Degrom, when he was healthy, he go five, maybe six. They got him out because they they didn't want him to get hurt. The Phillies made a splash uh, yesterday. Trey Turner, the Dodgers shortstop, signs with Philadelphia. You're ready for this one, Scooter. 11 years, $300 million. He's 29. He'll be 40 when this contract ends. A shortstop, he'll be 40. Did you see the video, that how they announced that? I did not. Oh, it was awesome. So he's rounding third in his Dodgers uniform, and then when he slides across the plate, it switches and to the Phillies uniform. And he's got the best uniform. slide in the world. Yeah. So when he hits home plate, it switches when to the he Phillies slides, uniform. Somehow his body goes about thirty feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable when he slides into home. Uh, career three hundred hitter. Last year two ninety eight, four sixty six uh, OPS, twenty one home runs, twenty seven stolen bases. And keep in mind, the bases are going to be bigger next year. All right, I'm not making that up. The bases are going to be a little bit bigger which is going to bring the stolen base back into the game a lot more than it has been in recent years. So to have a guy like Trey Turner who can run the bases well, who can steal bases for you, and who can play shortstop, that's a pretty good get. But I still say 11 years is too long for any of these guys. Look at the Pujols deal with uh, the Angels. It killed them. It killed the Angels being able to make other deals. Um. So, I don't know. The texture did tell me Stetson Bennett's nickname is the mailman. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. I watched Georgia football, I don't say a lot, but quite a bit. I did not know he was. He does deliver. I mean, he delivered a national championship and 13-0 and this year. So, he does deliver. Thank you, Texter. Did he reach out I to Carl Malone my, and my ask buddy for, John? Did he ask buddy, Carl uh, Malone for permission? Uh, yeah, when I saw that text, I thought, what did I say about Carl Malone? <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Uh, here's a text for Mike. Boy, that's a, that's a dissertation. It's going to take a while to read that one. Um, Texture says, Josh here, how can U of L hire Brom when the job has been posted for 20, maybe 24 hours? Don't jobs have to be posted for a week before closing and making hires? Is that not applying coaching searches? I think the NFL's got, you know, they got the Rooney rule. There are certain 
hoops you have to jump through in the NFL to hire a coach. I don't think it's like that in college football. I don't think it's like that. Uh, and there is nobody in the city of Louisville, I don't believe, that's going to cause a big stink if the hire is Jeff Brom. Now, if, if somebody else gets hired tomorrow, then you're going to hear a big stink. Hey, wait a minute. He didn't take the time to vet all these candidates and get the right person. But if they hire Jeff Brom, nobody's going to complain. Mm-hmm. That's just, look, it's not going to happen. By the way, my Tennessee Titans have have fired their general manager, John uh, Robinson. There's got to be something else to this story other than football. Because the Titans, they're going to win their division. They've lost two in a row. They lost to the Bengals at home, and then they got uh, run out of uh, of the field, run out uh, run off the field in Philadelphia, thirty-five to ten this weekend. But they're still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to win the division, have a home team, maybe against the Bengals. By the way, first round of the playoffs. Um, there's something more to this story. I don't know what it is, but uh, this is. Uh, now, he did get a lot of grief when A.J. Brown left for Philadelphia. And the fact that A.J. Brown had a great game Sunday against the Titans, you know, that's not a good look for the GM of the Titans. But firing him when, uh, I mean, he's got this team winning divisions, winning record every year. That's hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to do. I mean, you're... You're a 500 team. One year you're under, one year you're over, and the luck of the draw is you get a great quarterback, which the Titans don't have, and you have some semblance of a run where you're really good, like like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, where you're going to make the playoffs every year and you're going to be a contender. Josh Allen in Buffalo. Jalen Hurts has stepped up in Philadelphia. He looks like a guy that's going to be there for years. You've got to have that great quarterback, and the Titans haven't had that. They've had Ryan Tannehill, who's, who's very serviceable, but they've done it with defense and a running game, Derrick Henry. So a little surprising that John Robinson out in Tennessee. There's, again, I think there's got to be more to this story. Very, very strange. All right, keep your eyes and ears open here today. Um, again, I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully soon. But uh, Louisville will have a press conference by Friday. That's the prediction. Of course, I also made some predictions over the weekend and went 0-6. <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen. Thanks to Scooter on the other side. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Well,